Amazing Grace Kona welcomes you to today's lesson from Pastor Izzy Manzo. Our prayer is that today's lesson will spiritually feed and uplift you. Now, here's Pastor Izzy. Now, tonight we're going to learn a verse for 2 Peter chapter 1. Now, he's going to give a bunch of qualities for Christians to have in their lives that are, are qualities that we need to have, but not just in a stagnant form. Can't just be, yeah, oh, I have a little bit. And the first one we're going to start with is faith. I'm going to use different associations of things so that you can remember without trying real hard. I'm going to start in the in, 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 just into verse 5 of chapter 1. Now, let me read you the verse. He says, we are to add to our faith goodness or moral excellence. And then we add to our moral excellence knowledge, and to our knowledge we add self-control. To our self-control we add perseverance. To our perseverance we add godliness. To our godliness we add brotherly kindness. And to our brotherly kindness we add love. Yeah, charity. God's love. Now, the first one I'm going to use for association for faith is the smiley faces at Walmart, the big yellow smiley face. Okay, I want you to picture... Just in your mind, picture like a smiley face as tall as I am, okay? Like six foot tall smiley face right here, okay? Just bright yellow, big, the eyes, the whole smiley. If you speak with a lift, face, face, it's pretty close, right? So when you see the, the face, what word are we going to remember? What quality? Faith. So the verse starts by saying, Add to your face. So we're going to add to this smiley face written on his teeth. G-O-O. Goo. As long as I remember the first three letters, goo, then there's a D, and then an N, and an E, and an S, and an S. Goodness. So I add to the smiley face, goodness. And then on his head, he has a graduation cap. So whenever you see the graduation cap, just picture the knowledge. Now, we're going to put a big blue knob on the right side of his head, I guess where his ear would be. And this knob has control over the smiley face. If we turn the knob forward, he talks faster and faster and faster. And if we turn it backwards, he talks slower and slower and slower. And this is his self-control knob. Now, I forgot to tell you, the smiley face is a girl because she has a purse. And it's a purse like grandma's purse. This is the purse that has like so big you could put the kitchen sink in. Picture hanging from the knob because I no shoulders to work with. Just put it over the knob. And in the purse, you can like dig in there. There's a whole bunch of stuff. You, you, you dig in and you open and there's a six pack of beer in the purse. And one of the beers... It's got, you know, those old pull tabs where you just crack them open just a little bit and it, and it starts going, tss, you know, like fizzes the foam of the beer. just and, and it's cracked open and there's a bunch of ants that have gone to it and they're having a jacuzzi. They're, they're like in the bubbles going, ooh, tiny bubbles, and they're swimming in the beer and they're, and they're on top of the lid. Okay, this, this purse is loaded. So you got, now I know some of you are getting really mad at me. I can't believe that you would make a story with a, purse that has a, a six-pack of beer and has ants. Why couldn't you pick something else? I said, easy. Because the next word in the list that I add to my self-control is 
a purse of beer ants. Perseverance. The next thing I need you to do is, like, in your mind, just kind of move the six-packs over a little. And I want you to notice that there's a branch, like a tree branch, in the purse. I mean, this is, you can put anything with your mind in a purse, can't you? I mean, picture in your mind, there's a branch. And on the branch, there's two nests, bird nests. One, and then a little bit further down the branch, a second one. Two nests. In the first nest, there's there's a throne. The throne of God. I mean, I know this is hard, but it's a big purse. So just, now this is where imagination really isn't necessary, okay? Just the purse, you went inside. It was so big, it was like you were in the, in one of those movies where you became shrunk down, right? And you went into the thing and, and everything looks real big, and there's the tree branch. But this one has a nest, a bird's nest, with God's throne. I mean, with all, just picture in your mind, all the radiant, beautiful light, His glory, just shining. I mean, it's it's amazing. You just, you take it back. It's God's throne. Now, the reason I'm doing this, because I don't know what else to picture, but the next attribute I need to add to my purse of beer ants is found here in Second Peter 1, 6, actually. It, it's godliness. I have a nest. I need something to remind me it's God. And God-nest, there's no such thing as a word God-nest or Godness. But godliness, if I only have the throne and the nest, would that give you enough to remember the next attribute is godliness? Can you remember that? If I say, picture the nest with God's throne, we're going to have God-nest. No, godliness on that branch, okay? Now we're going to go to the next nest, and in it is a guy, a wonderful man. He's, he's a greeter at the church. He's one of those ushers that comes up, good morning, and he's really kind. He hands you the, the bulletin. Oh, great to have you back, Wanda. Good to see you, Dot. Gives you a hug and kiss. Welcome. Come on in. And, and his name is Lee. And he wears those Lee brand jeans. Uh, and they have that little sticker on the back here. And he says, my name is Brother Lee. In case you forget, I, I have it right here on my jeans. He just points it out to you that like he pretends they made the whole company after him. And, but it's so everyone will remember his name because he's the greeter. It's his job. And so he comes up and he says, hi, I'm Brother Lee. And he's very kind. And he's in a nest. So what word am I going for here? Brother Lee, kindness. And there's only one more thing to add. We have to go all the way into the purse now, past the nest, down deep into the bottom. And there's a huge, ginormous, big heart. And what do we use a heart for? It's love. We started with faith. We ended with love. Now in Corinthians, we started with faith. We only had one word in between. That's hope. And then love. And he says the greatest is love. But Peter says, you have more to add to your faith. And he's going to tell us why. He's going to say, we need to have all these qualities in our lives growing. You know, he doesn't say we're arrived or that we're all perfect at them. But that they're growing, they're increasing. And if they are increasing in our lives, 
Can I show you something? This is one of the most powerful things. There's a lot of Christians that they struggle. They're like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really useful for the Lord. I don't know if he has any, how could God use me? Or what, what could he do with me? And things like that. What, what, what good am I? And I tell them, listen, if you have these qualities and they're growing in you, they're just increasing as you go along. You continue to grow in love. You continue to grow in perseverance. You continue to grow in your self-control. Then he says, listen to this. This is 2 Peter 1.8. If these qualities are yours and they are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he who lacks these qualities, uh-oh, here's the flip side. What if you say, I don't need those qualities. I got faith. That's good enough. Have you ever met someone that says, I, I went forward at an altar call. That's good enough. I, I signed up for my spiritual life insurance. I got that Jesus Christ mutual policy. Okay, so I won't burn. I went forward at some altar call when I was little. But I don't really have to be serious about this stuff. You don't really want me to grow. Let me tell you, if you think that you need just a little faith and that's good enough, here's what Peter says. Now, Peter was a pastor, so he, he'd been around the block. By the time he writes this letter, guys, it's about 66 AD. He'd been pastoring. He walked with the Lord for three years, remember? And then after he denied the Lord, Jesus said, once you have returned, strengthen your brethren, which he did for the next 30 plus years. He strengthened the Christian church. And, you know, when you've been around people for 30 plus years, strengthening them in the faith, you pick up on some things. You pick up on people that that say, yeah, I got faith, but I don't need the rest of that stuff. Here's what Peter says about those kind of folks. He says, the one who lacks these qualities, then you are blind and short-sighted. And you've forgotten your former purification from sin. Let me show you something. Right after he says, therefore... Verse 10, he says, Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For, for as long, he says, as you practice these things, you will never stumble. If I could teach anything as a pastor that would be important to pass on, would be to pass on to people how to ensure that they won't stumble. I mean, we have so many things to trip us up, so many things that cause people to stumble in their faith. And if I could help someone, if this, if this silly little memory technique could help someone to keep them from stumbling, would it be worth it? Yeah. Now he says, make sure of God's calling, his choosing for you. What did he call you? What did he choose you for? When you know what his calling is, and this, by the way, is probably the million-dollar question. After after a young man comes to faith, they're all good. They're like, wow, the joy. Of, it's what did David call it? The joy of thy salvation. Remember when he sinned with Bathsheba? Oh, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy. That joy of salvation went away when he got into sin. And he had to cry out to the Lord, Lord, restore that to me. I need that back. That was such a wonderful thing. When we know the Lord saves us, boy, what a weight is lifted. We're just, we're good. We can go on forever. Right? 
It doesn't matter what happens. We're going to be saved. We're going to heaven. It's, a, it's like, woohoo, we're good. But while we're down here waiting for that day when we will be with him for eternity, while we have to pass through this life, do we ever get tempted to stumble? Do we ever trip up? Sure. And Peter knew we can't just be complacent and say, yeah, I have faith. I, I did that once. It's not a do it once type thing. It's a do it continuously and continually add to your faith. And it's a growing faith. It's a, it's meant to be, all these qualities are meant to be growing in you. You know, God desires to have us grow in our perseverance, to grow in our self-control, to grow in our brotherly kindness, to grow in our love, to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. But the kids today, they don't know that it's sign up for a lifetime of growth. And it helps to know what is God's calling for you. What did he choose you for? And who's doing the calling? Uh, who is it that gives the gifts of the Spirit as he wills? God, right? It's up to him. So it's really important that we find out what is his calling for you. If, he's, if he calls you, and I see this in churches sometimes, someone will be involved in a church group and, and maybe they have a real passion for music. But, the, but there's a big need in Sunday school. And they'll go, well, I guess I got to go teach Sunday school. Okay. And they're miserable. It's not their calling. Okay. When you have someone who's called to do Sunday school, they just, they love the kids. There's nothing worse than a person who isn't called to Sunday school teaching Sunday school. Amen. It just ru it ruins it for the kids. It makes those kids talk about, I never want to go to church again. I, I didn't like it. Why didn't you like it? I, and even though the kid can't quite put their finger on it, they're like something wasn't right. It just wasn't fun. It just was, I didn't learn anything. Well, yeah, because the person teaches like, oh, I hate doing this. I wish I was singing on the worship team. That's what I really love to do. It's really good to know what your calling is. If you're called to be a singer on the worship team, don't teach Sunday school when you should be doing your call. Do your calling what God called you to and you'll have a fulfillment that is deep rich within you and that this society is of course we're not telling people seek God to find out his calling so then we have a bunch of kids going what do I do with my life I'm so confused I don't know and they, they're not being told pursue that thing what God has the Bible says we should meditate on God's word when we lay down when we rise this is a really powerful time for our minds to focus on the lord when, you know when you lay down you say your evening prayers before you fall asleep he knows exactly those things he has he's programmed in us he's wired so i want to encourage everybody to learn these qualities and not just to learn the to spout them off but to to grow in these qualities and as you do uh, marvelous things happen. You know what I found out? All you have to do is seek him and he'll tell you what he made you for. Some people say, I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Well, I know you're not called to be on the worship team. The guy tells me, I only know how to turn the radio knob. That's my way of playing music. I'm like, great, you can do that on your own. But the guy who has that heart to sing and to 
play music to the Lord and that's his greatest passion and enjoyment, I would say, let's uh, make your calling sure and do what God called you to do. That's when you have the, and the youth today are not being taught to seek God and pursue that thing that God, that passion, he puts passion in you for those things that he knows, he knows what you're wired for. It's one more time to end. Add to your faith what? Goodness to your goodness add. Knowledge to your knowledge add. Self-control to your self-control add. Perseverance to your perseverance add. Godliness, brotherly kindness. And what's the last thing? Love. You got it. You got them all. May they be yours. May they be growing, increasing, and may you not be blind. Enjoy the things of the Lord. Amazing Grace Kona thanks you for listening to today's lesson. If your travels take you to Kailua Kona on the Big Island of Hawaii, come visit us. We meet Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., on the beach at the north end of the old Kona Airport. For more information about Amazing Grace Kona, go to our website, AmazingGraceKona.com. Amazing Grace Kona is the original Calvary Chapel Kona.
For 